Hi, and welcome to the Sharing the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we look for inspiration on the journey to discover what matters most. I'm Wynne Leon, and in this episode, I'm with my co-host, Dr. Vicki Atkinson, and we are doing a two-part series about podcasting. In this first episode of the two, we are focusing on what podcast has taught us about trying. We start by talking about the quote from an unknown author I saw before starting this journey. Your first podcast will be awful. Your first video will be awful. Your first article will be awful. Your first art will be awful. Your first photo will be awful. But you can't make your 50th without making your first. So get it over with and make it. It's a quote that made me feel impatient at the outset, not wanting to go through the awful and having all those repetitions. Vicky thinks of it as the pancake quote, the first one out of the pan is never the best. But now that we're on our 31st episode, we talk about how much we've learned in the process and that we'd never have gotten there if we hadn't tried. We talk about Vicky's openness to jump in and try and how having a shared mission is important to her willingness to jump on board. Vicki talks about podcasting, being part of publishing and marketing a book, and how we want to be a place that helps authors with that part of the cycle. Part of our mission is that we want to help people shine a light on the good things they've done. I share what learning to be a sound engineer, as well as a host has taught me about listening. And we laugh about all the things that happen that we can't edit out. Vicki shares tips and tricks that she learned doing voiceover work in the years past. We come together to talk about how to make people comfortable telling their stories that matter and how doing that is what matters most for us. This first episode in this podcast series about podcasting is a great episode about trying and learning and a little bit about podcasting and publishing along the way. I know you'll love it. And then come back and join us next week for an episode focused on the how to's and what's of podcasting, both as a guest and a host. We can't wait to see you then. Hi, Vicki. Hey, Wynn. How are you today? I'm doing well. <laughs> good, good. Well, I'm excited to talk to you because you and I have received some really good feedback from listeners, from readers, curiosities about publishing, podcasting, all of that. And your inspiration today to talk a little bit more about kind of that behind the scenes and what we've learned about podcasting, but also that trepidation that we all feel about stepping into something that sounds hard or, mm -hmm. right, and goodness knows. Our, outside of our comfort zone. Yeah, and you know, I admire you so because you've done some of those really uh, incredible risky things outside of your comfort zone. What could be more so than like mountain climbing? <laughs> right. But I think it your your thoughts about this that it brings the question that, you know, risks are like inherent every day. That's and do true. we rise mm -hmm. or do we retreat? Right? Right, right. All that self talk that goes on. But one of the things I wanted to ask you right out of the gate, when we have talked with folks, you have often referenced a quote that in my head, I jokingly refer to it as the pancake quote, because I love it. Um, but it's really, it's something along the lines of, but you'll have to help us by uh, cleaning up what I'm going to say. You refer to this quote about 
first. Your first podcast will be awful. Video will be awful. Your first article will be awful. Your art, your photos. But you can't make your 50th without making your first. So get on with it, get over it, and just make it. And so I, I want to say that you tripped over this right before we started podcasting, but I, I don't know, but I know it's something you've carried with you. So tell us about the quote and why it means so much to you. Yeah, you know, I saw it somewhere. It's an unknown quote. I don't know who to attribute it to. I saw it on Instagram or WordPress, but without any other text or, or attribution. So um, it just stuck with me about trying things and that you can't get that that phrase you can't get to your 50th without doing your first um spoke to me because yeah. i want my first to be perfect i don't want it you know yeah. it's just, to some degree i i hear that and i think oh no but not for me please make my first one perfect and of course it's not ever my nope. first post my first podcast my first effort at anything and yet it tells me that it's a progression and that gives me so much comfort. Yeah. And we need that because I think one of the things that you and I connect about, and I think we even touched on this in the most recent podcast with Cheryl Aurelia, right? Mm -hmm. About wanting to, you know, do things right, do things well, that right. there have been times in my life. And I, I know this is true for you, even without knowing the detail. So you'll have to check me here. But there have been times in my life when I've said no to things because I didn't have the assurance that it was going to be the best of what I thought I could do, not right. by someone else's measuring stick, but my own. And I've mm -hmm. said no to stuff. So it's kind of a no regrets thing, too, right? Mm -hmm. It is. And, you know, so I thought of I thought of this quote before we started podcasting and I thought, oh, gosh, this is that, you know, if I don't the first time I was a guest on a podcast, I was like, well, you know, I'll just try not to make, you know, make it too awful. And then <laughs> we started our own podcast and I'm thinking, well, I can, you know, at least put together a decent effort. And now that this is going to be our 31st podcast, so I haven't, we haven't gotten to our 50th yet. That's almost a year's worth of, of offerings. Wow. But um, wow. I think now I look back on the quote and I'm reassured that about the learning curve, which I feel so acutely. Yeah. Well, and, and I know we'll talk more about it, but you've had, I think, the burden or the challenge of being sort of, um, you know, the talent, you know, the person who's who's in the chair doing the speaking. Well, yes. Well, okay. Let's Listeners, win is, let's, let's use the talent word talent broadly. <laughs> I know, but if, and so we'll have to clean this up in editing, but I'm going to say it again because I want, I want it to be heard. <laughs> Listeners are going to not know this, but I'm going to tell on you, you made the most horrible, awful face just then when I called you talent. <laughs> You did, you did, but I, but you've had the burden of carrying the show. Do you like that better? Mm. Mm -hmm. well, and the technical, right? So you've had both. Well, that, you know, to some degree, that's a, a comfort. At least I can keep, clean up my own mistakes. <laughs> like ah. the time that I called Mark Petruska, Petruska, and you know, we got a good laugh about that. You know. Um, yeah. For the for the record, his last name is pronounced Petresca, um, and I know that now. But um, 
yeah, it, I, and I suppose the fact that I edit it, I get to hear my mistakes in 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 great detail and pay attention to them. Uh, you know what I know that I do? I say a lot. I'm like, da 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 da. Right? I do this confirmation question of right a lot. I I um a lot. That's that's true. Um, so you get to you, you know the editing gets you another whole perspective on on the things that you that I do repeatedly, yeah. which is an interesting to granularly be able yeah. to see. But related um, to like the the confidence and the doing it and, you know, getting to your 50th, if you're doing your first, you have to kind of give yourself a little grace to understand a, some of those mannerisms and, and get beyond them when you can't fix them, right? Right, right. Oh, I just did the right, right, right. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's contagious. Uh-oh. Okay, but Vicky, when I first suggested a podcast to you, first as a guest when we were on the um, Wise and Shine podcast, uh, and then in starting this own podcast, you, you were like, sure, it, seemingly without hesitation. So is trying things, newish things easy for you? You know, I love your questions because I would say generally no. But I have this sort of like checklist in my head and heart. When I'm starting something new with a partner, I am very, very hesitant. And so I think the fact that this came up after you and I had been working together, you know, for many months and developed a friendship first, it was easy for me to say yes to you because the foundation was laid. I trusted Mm -hmm. you. I trust you now. Um, I think when things come up and we're not sure about other people's motivations or or are the goals shared, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sometimes more hesitant. But where this was concerned, when when you and I started thinking about this and you posed the question, and we still get this, you know, some people want to say podcasts are dead, mm-hmm. right? It's it's done, and yet you know our listeners, not that we want to gloat about ourselves in any way, but, you know, you just mentioned this is number 31, mm-hmm. right, which is no small thing. And we we know from listening to people that have published, are publishing, that there is kind of a drumbeat out there from mm-hmm. publishers telling authors, find your podcast platforms, create them, be a right. guest on them, you know, do it. So I think that's out there, but I also think, you know, you and I, not that we're going to pursue it, but was it just two weeks ago? We had a knock-knock from someone who said, oh, hey, girls, we see what you're doing. Would you like to join our platform, right? Right. And that doesn't come because, you know, we're ignorable. It means that there's there's some goodness there. So I think it's easy to say yes, you know, when I trust, but I don't know. How about I, I love what you said about shared goals and I and, and also about publishing both of those I want to circle back to because yeah if we can be and I've often thought this about what we're doing on the heart of the matter blog and this sharing the heart of the matter podcast is I want to help people in their publishing process writing is a solitary process I think marketing your book is even lonelier in mm-hmm. some ways. So if I can be, if we can be a help to authors who are getting the word out about their books and their stories, mm-hmm. and they're t- telling stories that matter. And that's yeah. just right in the 
in the sweet spot for us. And that goes to that shared goals. Um, yeah. It, it's such a sweet pot spot for us. It's in our title, right? Yeah, right, you know, right. Mattering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. for anybody that's doing the work to figure out the stories that matter for them, mm-hmm. please come on this podcast and tell us all about it and tell us how you did it. And, and because that's what's so interesting to me is not only the stories, but that people did the work to uncover them. I think yeah. storytelling and storytelling about what's near and dear to our hearts is isn't easy yeah so if we can make it easier in any way Mm -hmm. um even if we're just on ramp for somebody you know this is going to be the first podcast so that they'll sell say yes to the next thing if me trying this as awkward as it was um and you know you you validating it with me by saying those shared goals if we did this so that somebody else will try mm-hmm. it's goodness yeah. yeah absolutely and i think for people that are curious about it what you said about being a guest first mm-hmm. you know cuz there are a lot of questions about equipment and the you know how do i how do i get prepared and get comfortable right. and all of that but i think being a guest first, but then I think one of the things that you've done so well, we were talking about it a couple of minutes ago, is just about the technical and the sound editing. And you don't say this about yourself, back to the talent comment, um, <laughs> you know, but you have the ability um, to do the sound editing at a, at a really high precision, high quality level. And again, you won't say this about yourself, but we've received compliments from people, some in my world, you know, that do this work professionally for sports teams, right? Mm-hmm. And and have been, you know, listening a little bit to what we've been doing when we post things on LinkedIn, for example. And it's all you. So you took yourself to school about sound engineering. So, you know, we talk about the, the kind of the airtime stuff, but talk a little bit about the behind the scenes and having the burden of, inviting people in but then having to be alone with yourself as you're looking and listening at files how what have you learned about all of that and what can you share to encourage people well you know when it comes to sound editing you know it's that it's a it's a software program to begin with and and which is sort of my comfort i'm level i'm i you know customize software for a living so that base level is comfortable for me but this was a completely new different program and i was trying to do it without spending money so that's Mm -hmm. why i was learning it myself i'm sure there's a ton of people out there that will do it for you so i have deleted files i have put things in the wrong places i (laughs) you know learned quickly learned to do the undo button i have spent a lot of time on on youtube trying to like oh i'm doing it on an ipad and that person's doing it on a iPhone and what does that mean for the different interface because it's a little bit smaller you know I've so Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time doing that but now what I love is that I get to listen to our what we do again and again Mm -hmm. and I'm getting a feel a delightful feel for how people talk and where we rush ourselves Mm -hmm. and I I'm a fast talker as my mom is always saying to me um 
I, but where we rush, where we rush punchlines, that's oftentimes where I'll do put a space, is where we need a little bit of a beat for somebody to catch up, a listener to catch up. So I, that's the fun part for me is, is now that I've figured out how to put spaces in and, and how to give people the chance to do something again, if they've, if they've read it too fast. It reminds me of a story with uh, uh, of a podcast with Stuart Perkins where we wanted him to read one of his posts and mm-hmm. he read it. And I said, OK, now read it again and and do it slower. And he joked with us later that his partner said to him, I just heard you in there and you were the only one talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I think that pointing that out and then giving like a take two opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So that other people don't feel like they have to do it perfectly the first time. It, yeah. It's it's the, none of this is perfect. And and of course, our slip ups make it on there as well. Yeah. But I think what you've learned about being in the experience, right, because mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit like live theater. Right. And it is recorded and there's a little bit of an intimidation factor there. But I think. Um, one of the things that you've learned is that it is okay if in the experience of it, you're more attuned ear on the sound engineering side. If you're sensing something, it it is a one-time opportunity. It's not like we can't set up other recordings, but in the space mm-hmm. of that one session for you to say, hey, I might be wrong but let's do that again and give it to me like this. There's a little bit of like, um, you know, from my old, old, old theater days, it's a little bit of stage direction that you're giving to people about how to do it again, um, because you're, you're preserving that precious time in the recording, making the most of it. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think trying to figure out how to do that without making people feel like that they are on stage and, that they get to talk naturally, but they still might be asked to do and say something again. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's a an interesting combination to try to put together. But you know, Vicky, you did a lot of voiceover work in a former life. What tips and tricks from that life do you have you brought to this practice? You know, it's funny, um, you you took away one of the comments that I was going to make about myself, and I think we've now done it two or three times back and forth with the right question mark, question mark, question mark, right, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's it's an encouragement, but it's also a crutch, right? Mm -hmm. And so... It, it's hard to stop it. But mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, in a former life when I did voiceover work for videos and, you know, in an educational environment doing some marketing work, it's a very different thing to be in a booth with yourself and you have a script and maybe you've got a small crew that's helping you, but that's you working out content with yourself, you know, and, and you can stop and start again. Because it, there's, there isn't the back and forth sort of cadence that you're mm-hmm. trying to hit. So I think while I had comfort level doing that and I really enjoyed it, it was a, a blessing, right, to be asked to do that, both in the, the college and university setting, but also to help people 
as you said, shine a light on good things they had done. What a, a wonderful thing to do. But I think the differences for me between that and podcasting now is is what you had said before about the pauses and the intentional pauses. And oddly, some of that goes back to your most recent podcast with Deirdre, you know, about allowing the time for mm-hmm. for those intentional pauses and that that the, those spaces, those beats do matter. So I think, you know, coming from the voiceover work, a little bit of theater, doing some radio. When you're doing that work, there's a it's drilled into you, no dead air. Mm. You have to fill it. And so I have to watch myself when we're recording because it's not me talking to me. I, mm-hmm. I need to be a good partner, but I also am hyper aware of, you know, those devices that we fall into, um, the right... And then I tend to do, because I want to be encouraging, I do a lot of head nodding listeners, so does Wynn. <laughs> I do a lot of that, a lot of smiling, right, that you can't maybe detect, but maybe you can hear it in our voices. But there's a lot of that that's going on trying to just be supportive. But I think in podcasting, um, the partnered work, and mm-hmm. then remembering also from my therapy background, as a practitioner, it's a really bad practice to ask compounded questions. And that I think uh-huh. is something that I'm learning uh-huh. that I need to not do. Ask a question, wait for the response, then right. move on. But I think you and I get excited and we see often, you and I, when we talk, everything melds together. Mm-hmm. And I struggle sometimes to articulate all of those connections. You're much better at that than I am. But when you have a guest, you need to shut up so they can speak. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I think while I've got a comfort level with doing this you know, little bit of broadcasting stuff, podcasting has taught me a lot. And I'm grateful to you for trusting me to go along for this ride. Well, you have been a great partner. You, you said that in that little bit of it's been so fun to figure out our cadence. It's one thing when it's just the two of us. That's sort of yeah. easy. It's another thing to figure out when it's you, me, and another person, especially if it's a new person to us. And that's a whole. Yeah. And there have been times when you and I have been scared and we've talked about Mm -hmm. it, maybe a hint of it before, but then afterward, not, not afraid, you know, that something Mm -hmm. bad would happen, but we're excited and pleased and honored that people want to join us. Right. And then we sometimes are in hyperdrive and, you know, for our <laughs> listeners, right, probably the worst thing you have had to, to like decouple are the times when you and I have talked over one another because we're, we're learning the, you know, the cadence and the cues a little bit. And sometimes that still happens and we go, eh, yeah, it's like live TV people, right? Right, right. Sometimes it isn't, it's not possible to, to decouple <laughs> no matter what. Um, but, and that's okay too. Um, but when we are in hyperdrive, yeah. we go faster. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not good. It's, it, I think it's shown us our little pain points where the nervousness comes, right? Mm-hmm. We may seem like we feel like we've got most of it figured out, but not really. And we can have a bad day because something that's going on just on the other side of the door Mm-hmm. is happening or we're recording but you know literally all hell is breaking loose somewhere else but right. you have to try and preserve this like precious time to get through it 
but we're humans too when we bring yeah. our our you know sack of shit with us some days yeah <laughs> yes yeah 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 we do um, we do that we that's do true. i it's know hard, you know and that that's an interesting point that you just made there because i try to take it an intentional five minutes before I get on a podcast call to mm-hmm. break from whatever I was doing before. And, mm-hmm. it's, and it's a lot harder when I can't take that five minutes to meditate, to, to mm-hmm. get into the space of meeting somebody new. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, and you and I have encountered just the, 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 I don't know, the unthinkable, the cascade of technology fails where people mm-hmm. are freezing or there's been some sort of technical glitch, you know, along the way that you can't anticipate. Yeah. And that also makes me think of, of this other question that I wanted to ask you for us to chew on a little bit. You Knowing that some guests are more or less comfortable, it's a continuum, you know, with mm-hmm. technology, you and I are doing this and we've got headsets on, but we have external mics and sometimes none of that is necessary. But every guest is an individual trusting us mm-hmm. that they will sound as as they wish to sound, right? Mm-hmm. And no one wants to do this and, you know, create inadvertent comedy. No, right. no one wants to do that, right? Nobody wants to be the butt of the joke. <laughs> no, I mean, we can do that because we like to poke fun at ourselves. But I think that um, opportunity that we have to create a good experience for people that you were hinting at before is something that, Uh, we take very seriously and Mm -hmm. back to your question before about, you know, the saying, yes, I knew that about you because I, I know how you are with people generally, right. (laughs) That you would have that caring, keeping in mind. But when guests have been direct with us and have given us beautiful compliments after the fact that they feel they were treated well, that the experience was comfortable, what do you do with that when you get that feedback? What, how does that make you feel? What What do you do with it? Well, I think that's the highest form of compliment to me is, you know, you said something that to help people shine a light on the good things they've done is, you know, part of your mission. And that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So to create an atmosphere where we've been able to do a little bit of that is is pure goodness to me because that's right on where I want to be. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the first podcast that I was a guest on and somebody gave me a compliment. They said, you did great. And you even were able to talk a little bit because the host <laughs> was pretty dominant Mm. in the conversation and didn't Mm -hmm. you know that would pick up every point and take it running in the direction that the host Mm -hmm. wanted to go in Mm -hmm. and uh which was it was a really funny comment and compliment but it was what I didn't want to be as a podcast Mm -hmm. host it was Mm -hmm. to listen to other people to highlight other people to bring out what other people want and of course I don't always know what that is I'm not sure that we, so back to your question, I'm taking the long way. Sometimes I do that. Uh, when somebody says that we've done well on that, then I and I feel great that that's accomplishing that mission of highlighting what they want to highlight, Yeah. not yeah. my agenda. Yeah. 
Well, and I think some of the the pre and post show work that it just occurred to me that this is probably an important nugget of information to mention to listeners. There is a very intentional creation and a document we use, a template for mm-hmm. the, the podcast prompts and guests have an opportunity to review, to add, delete, edit mm-hmm. as they like. But we also, almost to a person, I think, are focusing on some tangible. What is is the resource that we're referring to? What is the background information? Is it a blog? Is it a book? Is it a meditation practice? Um, and so I think there's some comfort there going in. But the other thing that you do so, so well, and I'm sure people will understand this when I say it, but when you create, and in the business it's called the show notes, sort of the short description that's the prelude to the recording, when you put that together every week for the Friday drop, it's a very thoughtful inside look at what the deliverables, you know, what the key content um, will be in the episode enough to try and entice people to listen, but also, and I'm taking the long way around, but also to <laughs> honor the guest, right? To mm-hmm. honor the guest. And before each recording ends, you know, I don't think people keep us honest about this, but I don't think we've missed this with anyone. You know, we've asked the question, what's next? Uh, what are you working on now? So that the footnotes in the show note, you know, post that you do has some of that resource information about where folks can find the guest. And as you mm-hmm. said, a, a thoughtful way to then say, and here's how you learn more. That takes right. a lot of work to do that and do it well. And I think listeners might know of plenty of other podcasts where that intentionality is not part of the experience. It's the airtime and that's it. Mm. Well, I one of the things that struck me about your comment there was that it's back to that partnering thing. I was so grateful to you for coming up for that template of what the podcast prompts are going to be. I mean, it's just a way of, and you just shrugged your shoulders, listeners, you can't see her do it, but she just shrugged the shoulders like this was nothing because it isn't anything for Vicki because she's that organized about how to get people, you know, create a process to create a it's a structure, a, a structure, right. and a yeah. structure that people will feel good in. It's a really good thing. And my doorbell just rang. Hang on a second. Yeah, but I also think it's a way for the podcast experience to be professional, so that the people that are coming forward and trusting us with the experience, they know that we're just not. I mean, sometimes it might be a little flying by the seat of our pants. Mm-hmm. But the template and the process that we follow, even though we can do it very quickly mm-hmm. or it can stretch out over several weeks, it all starts with, would you be interested in in coming on to talk with us? Here's yeah. the idea we have. But whether that comes together, and I think we've done some of that prompt work in putting, you know, kind of the the guts together, the outline yeah. in an hour when we've needed to, or mm-hmm. it can take three weeks or a month. And that's right. okay. Mm-hmm. But I think having that structure, it speaks to, and it's it's certainly not something I created, but it's what I know about doing radio and voiceover work and all of that, that there there's a professional way to do it so that the parties involved 
know what the the coming together document consists of so that we can yeah. keep each other honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But your mm-hmm. work and putting all those pieces together and then sending the information to the guest, you know, to kind of check in um, is a it's a beautiful extra that doesn't have to be done. But I think it speaks to the comfort and the consideration. Oh, thank you. As, yeah. as as is having you as a partner. That is, I think that's my biggest trick. Having Vicky on my side. <laughs> yeah, well, we trade smirks about lots of things, but you're, <laughs> yeah, oh, so easy to work with, even when your doorbell rings and life is happening around you, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So any last thoughts on trying new things on what podcast has, has taught us? I think it's good to try new things. I think it's, I think you need to give it time. And I think you said that mm-hmm. in several ways, you know, where you can't just react to the things that might seem like failings. And we hope that people will find the humor as we <laughs> laugh right at each other. But yeah. I, I think for me, it's, you know, this is my one life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't want to look back and say, I didn't try or I was afraid or I, there's joy in it because we're trying to shine a light on goodness that we see. And not doing that, it's sort of like not fulfilling our core mission, yours and mine. I know this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. It is part of our core mission. One of the things that I love about this practice is that I learn something in every single podcast. And I'm thinking about two podcasts ago with Dr. Gerald Stein. He had a quote, if you have enough confidence in who you are, and a door opens, mm-hmm. you are more likely to go through it. Yeah. So he said that quote two episodes ago. I I repeated that again in the podcast with Cheryl Aurelia. Mm-hmm. And then in, we just talked about Cheryl Aurelia in this mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. We not only are learning about how to host a podcast, mm-hmm. and, but we are learning about being human and yeah. we pass it on it's funny it's like a little nugget that gets passed and it's yeah. that's maybe that's how you get to the, your 50th of anything 50th time practicing to be a good listener yeah and learning as we go and i think what you just said about naturally threading those pieces through it there is no intention to do that but that mm-hmm. kind of layering and the resonance that comes from the repetition of themes that really matter to us. It's its also one of the reasons why, you know, we would love for Dr. Stein to be a, a recurring guest because, mm-hmm. you know, our listeners were so happy that, that you take to all the content so well. But he's a master storyteller mm-hmm. and his ability to tell the uplifting stories, you know, from his own experiences. Um, we enjoy that so much, but I... Yeah, I think yeah, something he said, you know, three weeks ago now, we're still mm-hmm. chewing on it. Right. Right. Yeah, and not because we're the new dog in your house. <laughs> <Wink>. <laughs> Who's chewing on something at this moment, but I don't know what it is. And <laughs> my gosh. Well, we have to tell the listeners before we wrap up a little bit of that. Again, a Dr. Stein comment, the lanyap, yeah. the little yes. something extra. I was just thinking of that. Well, you go, because you know where my brain was going. So what is going on in your house for the little extra right now? Something extra. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, we got the new puppy last night. Woohoo! And I think I have two young children. 
I've got, I just took a new job. It's, you know, there's a lot going on. And I thought, wow. And I, and we, before I took, I had signed up to get this new puppy before I got the new job. And so the last couple of weeks I thought, oh man, am I taking on too much? What did I do? What did I do? Mm -hmm. But here's this beautiful dog that we have picked out. And my daughter, Miss O, has been so very patient waiting for it. And we were in the car driving back from picking him up. And Miss O is saying, oh, we're in a car. And that's something that takes us fast down the road. And we're going to home, which is where you're going to live. And, oh, and overhead, there's a plane in the sky. And she said to Mr. Cooper, that's the dog's name, (laughs) and you are something called my best friend. Mm. And I was driving up front and almost in tears because I thought, Mm -hmm. okay, this Mm -hmm. might, there might be a little bit of chaos, but I just, I know Mm -hmm. that was my moment of knowing you're on the right path. Yeah. Well, and not just yesterday in the car, but just now, right? You know, so the the view of you that Mm -hmm. I have, the precious view is Mm -hmm. that that catches, you know, in Mm -hmm. your throat, even now that whole moment, because all the chaos that could be unfolding and will be unfolding, you know, for her to understand the magnitude, you know, of caring for, you know, another living creature, it's not lost Mm -hmm. on her, right? I I will, Mm -mm. I will be your person. Yeah. You'll be mine. We're together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, it was beautiful. Well, I mm. love talking to you even when there are no new fur balls involved, right? <laughs> well, they we look you for forward for that something extra. And thank you. Yeah, but we look forward to hearing more about Mr. Cooper and just enjoy spending time. And, you know, listeners, there seems to be an appetite and an interest in some of this. How do they do what they're doing? Um, mm-hmm. So we're happy to do it, but people should keep giving us feedback because that's helpful right. too, right? That feedback is so helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. Go see who's at your door, right? Okay, I will. <laughs> All right. Love you, Win. Love you, Vicki. Thank you for listening. Our music is With a Little Help from My Friends by Lennon and McCartney, performed by Carolyn Leon. Please visit our website at sharingtheheartofthematter.com for show notes and more great inspirations.